Welcome to episode number 292, Jack of All Trades, part two. This is the Rotated Views podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. Brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. Visit bl3ssed.com to get blessed. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with Gabe, Heck, Goose, and Georgie. What's up? Jack of All Trades Part 2. In this episode, we have special guest George Berdamas. We cover topics that range from multitasking, importance of focus, embracing slash recognizing opportunity, raw hustle, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Lucille Ball and Zig Ziglar. Guys, if you're new, thank you for joining us. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. Kicking things off. George, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate it. Appreciate you. I appreciate all you guys here. No, we appreciate you <laughs> we're just appreciating it's a day of appreciation <laughs> it's always way to be <laughs> all right so george we had you on the show episode 179 over two years ago wow that sheesh that lots changed yeah uh, and a lot's changed okay yeah. <laughs> uh, he grew out his eyebrows anyway, so. <laughs> grew out everything <laughs> lost a little bit of weight i like it man can fit into my clothes <laughs> all right so Obviously, we're going to recommend uh, folks to tune into episode 179, but for general purposes, those of us who do not know who you are and what you do, let us know. Sometimes I really don't even know what I do half the time because... Sometimes half the time. <laughs> it could be a quarter at this point. So I uh, work for the government in New Jersey as a HR consultant or assistant and then also i'm a real estate agent i marry people i play drums and a couple bands but for the most part my biggest so for my full-time career doing that for almost nine years and going to be transitioning actually to a new job the end of this month and as an executive assistant for the division of air quality so wow yeah i'm excited it's definitely going to be out of hr but it's kind of just like something different yeah i take a leap of faith literally to try something that you're you get used to being comfortable but then Sometimes you got to take a risk. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so this is titled Jack of all trades. So what you just said is super appropriate, right? You're doing a bunch of things, right? Yeah. Um, and successful. So there's a lot, there's, there's people out there who do a bunch of stuff, but they're just not good at it. Right. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just, what a mess. Right. It's, it's but amazing. you're, you're doing, you're juggling a bunch of things and you're successfully doing them. Right. Because when you were here two years ago, you had the same job, you had the same career, right. You were a drum uh, player, right. Like you did all these things and you still maintain it. So, so what is the balance? How, how do, how do you juggle all this? It's mainly listening to a lot of music. Yeah. <laughs> Keep me calm, but it's most important is time management. It's everything. You only have 12 hours in a day. Yeah. You know, and, and you have eight to sleep if you're lucky, and the other four is to kind of relax if you can relax. But yeah. with my jobs, it's definitely it's it's tough but overall it's a sacrifice but it's worth it you know for what i can do what i have right now and i'm very like blessed to be able to have the opportunity to tell people out there you can do a bunch of different things you know from being a dishwasher now to helping people with their forever home or you know helping them get married 
Yeah, yeah. if they're a forever partner. Yeah. That's pretty wild. Um, Scary if you think about it. Right? That, <laughs> that really is. So I like the two others are somewhat entrepreneur, right? So the real mm-hmm. estate agent and marrying, uh, marrying uh, partners together. Is, do you work around, obviously, your full-time job? Yeah. I mean, for me... I'm grateful to be able to still work. I work Tuesday through Friday. I get off every Monday. Okay. Nice. So, you know, I don't know if it's going to happen with the new job, but it's nice to be able to have that little day to decompress and kind of organize for the week. Yeah. So mainly, but um, from 5 o'clock on, I'm showing houses, putting contracts in. The marrying aspect's not too bad. Sometimes you just got to make sure the dates are set because if you have prior obligations, like you're set for those, those couples' wedding day. Like yeah. That's yeah. Okay. So it's tough. That's super tough. I know me and you talked about this before because I, I, at one point I was also doing this and I came, I, I remember doing my, what I said, whoa, this is going to be my last one. Um, and the reason being was um, I didn't have a backup and that freaked me out. So if, so this person has only been dreaming about this day their entire life, right? And you're going to marry them and we commit on a day, let's just say May 10th, right? And something happens to me. Yep. I didn't have a backup person. I didn't yeah. have someone else that can fill in. So basically, it's one big giant risk on every angle. Yeah, I never thought of it as a risk. Well, right. I didn't really want to scare you now. Uh, <laughs> like, that I just literally stopped because I. Well, what happened with me? I was overthink. I just was. I did it first of all. I did it for a bunch of friends who asked me to do. I wasn't really just going yeah. out doing you know strangers or anything. So it was only a handful, maybe four or five. Um, and I remember the fifth one. I was like, yeah. Uh, and the and how it came up was I was late to two things. Um, it was like some rehearsal that they had and then um, actually showing up that day. And the reason was we had a little one and the time for the dinner was this wedding was nowhere near where I live and or work. So I was like hauling, you know, whatever, trying to get there. And I'm thinking... What if I got in a car accident? What if I got yeah. an X, Y, and Z? Like, sure. they're, they're, this is all on me. Yeah. Um, and so they're just waiting for me patiently, happy. It was nice. It was, you know, we went through the rehearsal. And, dude, I remember my heart was pounding. And I remember leaving there. And I remember seeing, like, the dad, like, and the uncle just staring. It's like, man, I hope you pull this off. Like, yep. good luck, dude. Huh. Uh, don't screw this up, basically, is what they said <laughs> to me. I'm like, uh, okay. Um, anyway, so... You know, not that I was intimidated by any means, but it was more of like, it just hit me. I'm like, oh my gosh, all these people with so much, that dad probably worked double shifts to pay yep. for this wedding. You know what I mean? Like all that yeah. work and grind that went into it. Stress. Um, yeah. So, so what are your thoughts on that? Just being able to, I mean, I'll tell you a quick story. I married someone and just learned really quick to be a little bit more prepared was I was printing out their ceremony the day of and the printer was messed up. So oh, I had to call the bride and i'm like i don't know how i'm gonna do this but i couldn't print it out so i had to find it on my phone i mean i got through it but i still feel like out of like the 50 or 60 i've done that was the only one i like backed out look i'm like i should have been more prepared so it's all about preparation too with any job you know and and your day like you have to be organized if you're not organized you're just it's never gonna work so you have to be organized time management and just you got to keep positive and you can't control every situation mm-hmm. yeah that's the sure. hardest thing in my jobs is like i get yelled at for everything that i don't even have control of yeah 
you know people yeah. are moving and shifting and mortgages are getting collapsed and it's not my fault it's the person's financial stability yeah. and everything yeah. yeah so it's definitely a lot <laughs> um okay so if someone called you a jack of all trades what would your response to that be I think it's basically having life experiences beyond just work, but your personal life to transition into work itself. So, you know, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't overcome that much adversity in my life. I was very grateful to have a great family, raised really well, but I learned the value of a dollar really fast once I blew up my first card I got for free. So from there on, my um, mom was like, well, you're on your own now, so try to make a value of a dollar out of that so wow. i was like okay so basically i just started working and got my second car and then from there i just started saving every penny in my life which is fine i love saving and then i started real i was stressing so much about money because money is really it's a root of all evil and uh it's definitely something that i learned really quickly it was stressing me out when i was younger and then as i got older i started you know making a little bit more but also not worrying about it as much because I mean, you can't control everything. So, what were you saving for initially? Were you saving for something, or you're just stacking, just a stack? Yeah, yeah, you're stacking out of fear. A fear of having not a single dollar in my bank account to support myself. That was the biggest fear of my life, probably one of them. Because, like, if you can't support yourself, and sadly, if you don't have any financial stability in a lot of these circumstances in this world, you're not gonna be able to get anywhere, or you can't provide for yourself, your family, or or significant other, or anything like that. Yeah. So I just constantly worked and didn't even party when I was younger. But I know what the I got my education. I got bachelor's degree. Somehow only got it for like thirty five hundred bucks. You know, working, wow. delivering pizzas and everything, doing a, a two year program in six months. So it was Sheesh. definitely a lot. Wow. So. We're pizza lovers here, right? Yes. Um, Are you, though? (laughs) (laughs) Are you really, though, Jimbo? Um, No, in all seriousness, what was probably the the hardest part of delivering pizzas or maybe a funny story with delivering pizzas? I know you never got held at gunpoint, have you? And I'm being serious. Every pizza delivery guy I got got, either got robbed or held at gunpoint. Every single person I know. So they couldn't rob me because they couldn't drive a manual car. (laughs) So I did them shifting, and I'm like, they probably screwed up my car. Yeah. Never got held at gunpoint, or I've been yelled at, but I just laugh. But usually, I, then I would just throw their receipt on their lawn if they gave me like a bad tip or something. I just throw the receipt in the trash on their lawn. So I got so I would be so mad when I was younger because I just would work so hard, and people don't understand from a service standpoint. Yeah. That you have your car, like the, you know, pizza yeah, place doesn't just. Car pay for your your mileage if yeah. it barely pays for it yeah. and then like you know we work off of tips sadly and like you know we can't always control how fast the food gets out and they're working their buns off and we are too but you know people would just yell well it's taking this long i'm like well you keep ordering so there must be something right you yeah know? yeah 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 you still provide the customer service to the people even though that they're angry i mean but the quick story i'll tell you is that i um <laughs> so i had about 80 dollars worth of food in the bag and I got out of my car and I dropped it all over the ground. Oh, no. so I, man. Yeah, I picked it all up, threw it back in the bag with gravel and stuff in it. <laughs> I went up to the house. Oh, my gosh. But I was brutally honest. I said to the lady, I said, listen, I dropped this all on the ground. If you need to get it reimbursed or anything, please let me know. She gave me a great tip. She said, nah, these are just for the kids. I really don't care. <laughs> 
eight dollars worth of food, man. Yeah. How many kids was that? Was that Hex House? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the other kids got chipped teeth from the gravel. Dude, <laughs> truly lost it, but inside. But I left that, and I was like, you know what? It's all good. It was a great job, great people I worked with. But then by age of 26, 27 is when reality hit me to get into real estate and everything. Mm. Yeah. So that was the big, that was the big thing. So what was the transition like there, right? So you go from working at the pizza shop to real estate. Was it you're doing both still and then you transitioned into or? I was at Parks Casino too in between there for oh, like yeah. six months. Yeah, mm-hmm. no beard. <laughs> it was terrible. So, but um. I just was juggling were you playing poker? So what were you doing? I was a server. Oh, okay. And I told them I had serving experience. Never had a lick of serving experience. But gotcha. I did well somehow. So, <laughs> but um, I was just getting stressed out. I was working with people, hiring clients. When I first started out, and I realized you had to pick between one of the two. And I was glad that everything kind of fell into place with you know, me and Julia was kind of parting ways. And then just overall, you know, leaving parks and just focusing on real estate. Because now it's like turn into a huge snowball yeah literally with everything very grateful for that yeah so so explain to people who don't understand real estate very well um when you're working with a team so um what's the importance of selecting the right team you work with so i've worked in i've been about four years now with four different brokerages actually because i just couldn't find really a place to kind of Call home. I worked at a couple smaller brokerages, and I worked at this place called Realty One Group for about two years. Before that, was Solomon Realty with some great people there too, that grew, uh, grew me into where I am. But now I'm with this place called Opus Elite Real Estate, even smaller brokerage. But we have about 40 agents, 45 agents. But I have a great team uh, with Mark Gatta and Vulcan and a bunch of other people too. And they kind of just took me about two months ago. I kind of told them, you know, this is where I am. This is what I want, and this is my worth. You just got to prove your worth. Yeah. You can't expect everything the best right up in the beginning. You have to show your results, and mm-hmm. you have to show who you are as a person. Wow. So it's definitely cool. So my, a buddy of mine graduated high school, or uh, I'm sorry, college uh, with undergrad, and immediately expected to earn six figures right out of <laughs> uh, college. Beautiful. So, so to your point, what's the importance of proving yourself or actually going out there making a name for yourself working actually getting some experience underneath your belt and 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 those aspects before you have the expect an unrealistic expectation for sure i mean even in the government i started out as a as a support services person making only 26,000 for the year before taxes yeah 9 years ago and now i'm at a way a little bit higher which is just a tad higher which is nice but you can't just expect it yeah so with real estate pretty much you know it is about your sphere of influence. You know, a lot of people think that they can be realtors, and I didn't think I could be, to be honest. I was like, you know, I'm, I'm very personal, and I asked my the reason why I got into it was because of one of my realtor who got me my house. I asked him like, how do you like this job? It doesn't look too bad. It's like customer service. Just your, and he's like, you know, it's it's a great job. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go to school for it and take an exam. So I went to school, took three weekends off to go to school. It took me four times to pass this exam. Wow. Yeah. So And you have to pay every time? Yeah, it's like fifty, sixty bucks. Okay. I was like but I knew once I passed I just like immediately like started like crying because I was like I'm gonna do well I, I think I'm gonna do well like I'll do good so the first year or two was the first six months were a grind you know I got my first listing in two weeks just to get my license thinking that's gonna be great I learned really quickly you can't just always listen to the client you know overall because mm. they w- want to control everything but you can't you got to be realistic I'm just starting out 
I can't. I'm like, yeah, we'll be fine. And now I have like no patience. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. take it or leave it with me. You know, but that's yeah. you have to be in this business because if you're too nice, you're gonna get stomped on it. Yeah. You know. So, but a lot of people respect you just being professional. You know. So, but when I first saw my first commission check, I didn't realize how much you can make. So. And then I just was like, okay, like this is pretty cool. It's like part time, and it still is part time, but I'm acting full time. So once it's my biggest thing in real estate is there's um, if I remember it's three R's. You have to be realistic with your clients on expectations. You have to be responsive. If you're not responsive at all, mm, I mean that's you, a big one. You you can't. You you have to be. I'm on the phone all night and all day, but I don't mind it because I I take it as like if you're texting your friends and stuff, you know. Why not just make money with it, but also just be brutally honest with them? So if those two things are good, between being responsive and realistic, you'll get the referrals. And referrals mm. is my business. So you can't just expect it to just happen. I mean, all of my business is referral. I don't have a database. I don't have anything. And I don't pressure people, too. I don't wear a suit when I go show houses. I don't even go to showings. And I don't go to settlements. I go to settlements like this. Yeah. Shorts and a T-shirt. Just because I don't want people to feel pressured. You know? Yeah. And I call myself like the Adam Sandler of realtors. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I like that. Yeah, he's very low key. But can you hoop? I'm um, half decent. Okay. A little bit of a shot, you know? I like it. I shoot my shot, you know, when it's necessary, that. right? So I do respect that. <laughs> so, um. Very grateful to have this job because now I can be able to build my forever home, which is nice. Wow. Um, you didn't answer the question, but anyway. Um, <laughs> no, no, I'm like, no, 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 not at all. <laughs> 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 um, so in all seriousness when we when we interviewed you over two years ago that was literally right before the pandemic and everything happened mm-hmm. so explain a little bit about what life was like real estate wise with where you were and then what ha- what has happened in the past your experience of the past two years with wow. real estate um, it was pretty steady and then for about a month, once COVID and the governor shut us down, we couldn't see houses. You couldn't go into houses because yeah. of COVID. Everyone was freaking out. And I remember the day that he said, you can show houses again. And we went that night. And then from there on, I just, it's been a blur for two, two and a half years wow. of just nonstop people. It, the inventory is so light. Um, you know, people are coming from New York, North Jersey, Philly, South Jersey, everywhere. And for reference, everyone, we're in Bucks County, Pennsylvania. Yeah, very desirable, some reason or another, but it's a great, but I think the reason why is because we're so close to the big, like five hours from Boston, three hours from D.C., hour and 15 from New York, Philly's right around the corner. I love mm. it here. You know, yeah. It's great. So I think overall, you know, the interest rates are just were low and they were great and so for a year year and a half the people were just getting 2.5 2.25 3% so that's going to drive people to want to sell their house and it's going to want people to buy a house because the monthly payment now in differential is 3 to 400 dollars a month for the same house that same price so now it's still strong and the inventory is still it's getting a little better but the interest rates are five and a half to six percent you know but that's not stopping my clients to get a house but they're just starting to realize like it's just overwhelming yeah and uh it still is overwhelming my job is very overwhelming it's not as easy as what people think it is you know it it could be smooth for 40 days and then the 41st day there can be a train wreck and (laughs) you have to Think on your feet, like, really fast. And that's what that job is, too, is you have to learn to adapt to a situation, not get too stressed, but kind of analyze and interpret what you have to do. So, but right now, COVID's still, well, it's still there. Um, You know, just 
it's still kind of weary with COVID going on with the guidelines, but it's not as close to us. We used to have, used to have signed forms to send to the agent saying you haven't been exposed. It was just an extra step that just was stressful in itself. What was one of the craziest deals you did within that time frame? It doesn't have to be money-wise. Just the whole thing was just it be like next month, Last month, I could tell you. <laughs> There's so many stories. Um, the day of closing, it was a the train wreck all the way up to that point, and the sellers, my buyers were buying a house, the sellers were moving out to a new house in Levittown, and this was in Northeast Philly, and they had, they're like, we're going to move our stuff out, you know, that morning, we're good to go, everything, and the agent's like, everything's pretty much out, and it's just a couple of things, I'm like, okay, that's great, so I get there, I always get to my walkthroughs about 45 minutes to an hour earlier, thank God I did, because I met the sellers, really nice people, everything was still in the house. Oh my gosh, and the day of? The day of, yeah. And the closing was two hours oh. ahead of time. Wow. What, why? I, so they are like, well, we're living here. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Not but you, no more. You said, you, yeah. You, said, you told me. They're still, I said, you oh told me you gosh. guys were going to be pretty much done. They're like, yeah, but the movers were coming a couple hours later. And I was like, that's fine. You know, I, I don't get mad. I just was like, all right, I'll help, I helped them out. And I actually like, became like really good relationship with them afterwards. My buyers were freaking out. I'm like, listen, this, there's nothing I can do. These people live here, and it's going to get done. And yeah. I helped those buyers. I even called my dad to come try to help Jeez. out. Didn't even need him to help, though. But, <laughs> yeah, that was probably one of my stressful <laughs> wow. transactions of my life. And, I just got know, stressed out listening to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, you get, It's a stressful job, but it's very rewarding. And there's a lot more rewarding aspects than stress. It's 70-30 to not stress to stress and that 30 percent is one of those 30 percent experiences but you just gotta learn to you can't control it and i in the beginning of my career i used to be really like i can't i'm freaking out i can't control it but i there's there's probably 30 to 40 moving parts and people i talk to per transaction when you have eight to ten transactions going on you're that's a lot of people that's a lot of personalities you have to adapt to yeah um i mean every deal has an inspector an appraiser a loan processor loan underwriter lender loan officer the title company clerk i mean the two buyers three buyers whatever tire right inspector you have there's just it's a homeowner's insurance guy i might keep going it's just but that's per transaction but you just gotta learn to just deal with it and uh and you start to build relationships with people you trust and you just start using that same group of people and each transaction turns into a result that everybody's happy with so COVID still is COVID was a blessing i mean i sold I don't even know, probably 10 million my second full-time year and third full-time year, 11 million almost. So it's like part-time, you know, I'm very grateful and I don't, I keep, I don't ever tell numbers to people, but I just, I just keep a very low profile. I still drive a station wagon, so it doesn't really change. I'll drive a Beamer. Yeah. Yeah. I would love to have a Beamer though. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm looking at one eventually, but no, my house is first and you know, my family's first, especially for finances. So if my family ever needs help, that's, I think the biggest thing is financially it's helped me immensely and I'm very grateful to help them. I can always help my family and my friends and myself too. Yeah. That's cool. Wow, that's awesome. Um, so, so where, so have you ever sold a house or had a transaction take place and also marry someone in the same day? Actually, yeah, my my wow. uh, friends, and mine kind of. I didn't. They, well, actually, yeah, I did. So we they're getting married, and right before the ceremony, I found out that we got their house under contract. The same day. That's wild. That and, is wild. And those people, 
Um, shout out to Joe and Kaylee. They're great people. And they now, like, I just met them, you know, like a week or two weeks beforehand. And now they have, like, two kids and a dog. And, like, they're building their – it's like they're so – they're like, we're so grateful for you. It's like – it's like that to me is, like, worth more than, you know, the money and everything. Because, like, people respect me for my character. And uh, they just – it's a really cool it's just a great job because i don't real estate's not you don't it's not sales it really isn't you're just a project manager or i call it a glorified messenger to be honest mm. you're that in between stress ball between not having them both choke out each other yeah you know but it's uh you know the house sells itself i never put the pressure on people but i'm also very realistic if they want me their opinion i tell them straight up what's up with it yeah so yeah that was probably the only time and it was really cool and i still marry people and put them in houses you know I give them like incentives, you know, to hook them up. They're, they're I cool. love that. That's, nah. cool. That's awesome. He said, if they're cool. No, <laughs> they're cool with it. You know what I mean? I, they're, they're, most of the people are really cool. I deal with some people who are tough and difficult, but at the end of the day, we don't, I don't ever have shouting matches. And, you know, and they're stressed out. I mean, no one buys a house every day. I deal with it every day. So I can understand 40 days worth of stress. But most of the clients I work with aren't too stressed out because I give them what they need up front in the beginning. And, it turns out to be a pretty good result with the checklist I give. It's communication. It's just like relationships. You have to have communication. Friendships, communication. And then, you know, real estate's communication. All jobs have to have communication. Yeah. Real. So if, if there's a, uh, a young person right now thinking to jump into, no, you have to be a young person, just no. someone in general, anyone who's wanting to get into uh, real estate and be, be an agent or an investor, what, what would your uh, piece of advice be for them? Um, the first thing is, if you do want to become an agent, you know, you have to go with a brokerage that is a bigger company, you know, like your Keller Williams and your Century 21s. And, you know, the, I will say of all the companies I've seen, they, they have the best training. They're not my type of vibe to work with, but I respect everybody there and everything. But they have a ton of training and they're, they're building their agents and beginning to grow and they, there's, you know, helps them. You know, the commission splits might not be as high, but you get in training what you need is to be a successful realtor. Me, I didn't do any of that. I just learned on the fly. Like, yeah. I didn't take any training. I just had people to support behind me. I was just writing contracts, not having no idea what I was doing. But uh, yeah. you can't, the thing is, real estate, you can't learn from school. You have to learn so, from experience, you know. You can't teach, you know, interest rate fluctuations and how that pertains to the contract or what is, you know, getting your deposit back within 30 days instead of 60 days or 180 days? You know, what other loopholes can you do to help with your clients to protect them? You know, there's only so much that the test can do. You just got to learn as you go. You can't teach them mold. You can't teach what's what's wrong with the house, you know. It's definitely, uh, you just, I just tell people that they're going to get an investment. Investing is a lot harder. Um, you have to have, you want to have that capital up front or the investors to do it. But, you know, it's, this market is not, the strongest for investors because you're paying a top dollar unless you're getting something that's off market and you're able to get it for a good price. You know, interest rates again are really high. It's investment properties, you know, some of them you have to put 20% down, just depends on the, the programs and everything like that. And just, but you need to have the money up front to, to really put into it because material loans expensive just to re renovate and stuff. I'm dealing with it right now. So, so you're renovating right now. So mm -hmm. you, in the past, well, since we last talked, <laughs> you bought your, you, had a home, yep. sold it, yep, with uh, proceeds, bought another your dream home, yep. 
Okay, so where? So explain that process a little bit. Yeah. Uh, because you were having fun with your 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 smaller house. Love my house. Yeah, you baby, you gutted it and did everything to it. It's crazy. I mean, um, I was just sitting in my chair doing real estate work, and my uh, friend she calls me. She put on the Facebook shout out to Lindsay. She was like, Snowball Gate for whatever price. It was like a lot higher, and I was like, Oh, that's pretty cool. And my everyone was blowing it up. There was like a million of comments. And then she's on the phone with me. She's like, just go. Why don't you go buy it? I'm like, I got to sell my house. And like, I don't really want to sell my house. But the market was still strong. And I just refinanced it. When you refinance, your closing costs go back up for your payoff. Like if you owe 160, you owe 165, 168. So it's a little more money. And I was like, I got I to gotta sell my house. She's like, just go look at it because it was the area that I wanted since I was literally delivering pizzas. I'm like, yeah, one day I'm going to be in this area. It'd be cool. Stupid. Now I'm here. So when you're delivering pizzas, mm-hmm. you're delivering literally delivering pizzas to this section yep. in this town. Yeah. And that was like dream building for you. You say, one yeah. day I'm going to live in a house like this. Imagine that, you know, Levittown would be my dream home, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so um, pretty much I went and saw the house. The outside, it was a, it's a huge corner lot, and I didn't even have to look in the house. I was like, yep, I'm just going to buy this house. I don't even care. <laughs> so, um, That's hilarious. And it's wild because, you know, I met the seller, and it was a very delicate and sad situation. You know, I won't go too crazy into that, but basically, you know, I gave them the time that they need. I got the what terms that I wanted. And then once I got my house, I had to sell my, I sold my house 30 days, 35 days, no problem. And then when I got my house, I got it in October. And then I started going through the process of material costs and everything just got jacked up about 30, 40%. So what I'm paying now is going to be thousands of dollars more, but I don't really care because I'm going to be able to just make it the way I want to. Yeah. You can't, I mean, the problem is I just was so, when I was, like I told you younger, I was always stressed about oh, money, you know, just oh, I'm never going to get it back. But I'm like, I don't even care anymore because I'm just like, what's it going to, it's going to be my, I'm not going to sell it. So, yeah. But um, I'm dealing Unless with Unless your friend Lindsay calls you again. Yeah. No, no. I'm going to sell my own house, man. <laughs> <laughs> man, I don't want to pay anybody else. So, but for me, I just, I'm going through it right now where it's at the roughing stage and it's cool to see your thoughts come out onto a, I guess in reality, and it's like once it gets fully done, it's going to be, you know, I want it to be the best looking house that someone's ever seen because not only for my job, but for myself, it's something you want to come home to. You know, I'm like a lot of people have their kids, you know, their kids are their pride and joy, their cars, mine's going to be my house because I want to walk into it. I want people to see like, this is what you can do. This is what you can achieve, you know? Yeah. And, but the problem is a lot of people get the, the challenge with, you know, being, successful or being you know where you're at is people are envious or people will try to shoot you down and mm-hmm. uh, the problem is you just gotta block out that it's all about the energy you can't keep that bad energy around and you just have to keep going and not worry about it and a lot of people will be your support staff there especially your friends and that's who your real mvps are you know yeah. at the end of the day yeah it's pretty cool so so are you doing the work yourself or you ha- you're hiring folks to do specific projects? Are you living there while I'm, it's going down? No, I'm, I'm living just with, with family. Yeah. I can barely even like, uh, I can't even turn a wrench to be honest. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, 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 I really can't. I mean, I really freak out if I, I can't even turn on a fan or something like that. I'm like, it's broken. I call someone. <laughs> <laughs> My shower. Okay, the, the chain pool was gone. <laughs> right? He's sitting in the switch. Oh. 
<laughs> like my shower head broke just a couple days ago, and I haven't had a shower. And I haven't had a shower. I just have to shower somewhere else because I don't even know how to do it. Dude's in a bucket of water. I just outside with a splashing on his head, spraying with a hose, with water and Dawn soap at this point, you know. But uh, no, I hired my friends. You know, shout out to Cliff and and Jeff Crossley and all them, and and James Cologne and all them from contracting groups and everything, just helping me out to get where I need to be and. And uh, it's it's getting there, but it's stressful as all anything dealing with the Middletown Township. They're just difficult with me, and they, I'm not bad mouthing them, but I'm kind of am because they just sort of stressing me out. So yeah. I got I demoed my whole house, and you apparently needed permits. But, <laughs> you know, I thought you could get the permits after you down on the shelves, but they uh, they were tough on me. So, but it's finally getting to uh, uh, where I need to be. So yeah. it's cool, you know. You just gotta keep rolling and just not stress about everything in life, you know. So. All right, so obviously a lot, lot, lot going on, right? A ton of moving parts. When that happens, obviously it brings along stress. So I know drumming is one of the things that helps relieve that for you. Now, how many drum sets have you gone through from beating the daylights out of it? From <laughs> <laughs> so, so explain drumming a little bit and how it helps you. Music? Or just music in general. Yeah, I mean, music alone, just it's the best thing to me. That gives me that outlet to to have that sense of euphoria, to keep. It's a therapeutic thing. There's times it's weird when you drum or play music, you start crying because it's just like it's a sense of euphoria. Yeah. Uh, playing, it's a different feeling. It's a vibe. Um, I started playing from Guitar Hero, believe it or not. Like yeah, learning. yeah, you're saying that. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I learned from Guitar Hero. My brother was like, "Dude, why don't you just try real drums?" I'm like, "I can't. I'm not doing that. Like, that's a whole nother ball game." And it took me. I never put on, like, I got my first drum set with my friend. Shout out to Chris. You know, I tried playing, like, Lincoln Park, and I immediately was just drawn into playing drums. And then I don't know how to read music or anything, so I just learned from just ear taught. So, you know, a lot of people are technically sound and technically with everything. So, for me, I have a different philosophy where it's just free-flowing, and you just go with the flow literally and just learn as you go it's just like with my jobs like i don't yeah i'm not self i just learn from experiences but playing drums i've gone i think i have a i've one two three now one electric two two acoustic and uh you know but i'm ready to keep playing we're playing next thursday cooper's riverview with my band so it's called tailspin so it's pretty cool yeah yeah, it's something different are you blue what's that are you blue I could be. <laughs> so, so the whole thing is multitasking. Now you've thrown another wrench into the mix, right? With you have a band, right? Yeah, it's almost two, pretty much, but one primarily. So it's just time management, though. It's it's a lot. I mean, when you have a full time job during the day, it's a lot of hours that choose up. Not that's a bad thing, but I'm on my I'm on my phone probably eight. It says eight hours a day, nine hours a day, probably just wow. constantly getting updates or notifications or you know go get your starbucks type of stuff yeah that's very important <laughs> you know? um is is are there are there things you do for uh energy like coffee or anything like that i drink a little bit of coffee but honestly i really don't drink too much i don't really do too much for energy it's just that's just me as a person luckily yeah. i've you know i don't mind talking about mental illness like i have ocd which is obsessive compulsive disorder you know, I have ADD, which isn't too bad, but, you know, I have high anxiety. It's really hard to deal with, but it also has its pluses with my jobs and being on task. But yeah. personally, it is a struggle every day. I deal with stress, you know, personally, a lot of issues that happen within myself, but I tell people, 
especially anyone who's listening with this, is that there is help, you know, and, you know, getting that right help if you need it, you know, or just coping with it and just learning to. You know, I always advocate for people to go to a doctor or um, psychiatrist or something like that to get the help they need. Talk to people, talk to your friends, and, and just be able to not be afraid because that's where I was for a lot of my life. And then when I started seeing people or talking to people who support me, it's helped me to where I am today, for sure. I love it. Yeah. Um, so, so speaking of staying on task and staying focused, what is the importance of staying focused, right? And so you can have, you know, there's somebody else who's a jack of all trades out there right now, but they're all over the place, right? And so you have a specific goal, even just right now, yeah, you're doing all these things, but your focus is to get your, your house done, right? Yep. And so you have a focus, you have a goal. What's the importance of having that? It's, honestly, it's just, uh, I have to write everything down, yeah. you know, because I, I, or in a planner now, I'm starting to be more organized, so. And private. You know, I, yeah, <laughs> very private, and it's actually been a it's been a blessing in that way because I'm a very just rambunctious and social media heavily driven person. But the problem is, I started learning is that I started hearing people's opinions on personal relation, like my personal relationships in my past or something like that, and it really starts to piss me off because it's like yeah. you don't want people you know people just judge and then it's just they don't know what you're dealing with so now i've gone a more private route with my personal life especially um with a new special lady and everything so it's yeah. definitely learning so much about myself it's very overwhelming and uh you know i'm very grateful um but you know overall it's just i don't know you just got to keep rolling just you know writing everything down and staying on task if you don't stay on task you're gonna crumble and you got to constantly have notifications set up, and if you don't, like I have to have notifications. If I have notifications set up, I'm I'm gonna forget. I have a short term memory. Yeah, you know. So so staying focused, you have tasks taskless. Yeah. Whether it's either writing down or something in your phone, maybe your notes or something, and then obviously reminders elsewhere. Yeah. Email or whatever. Yeah, emails. I mean, I'm addicted to email. Yeah. You know, but checklists. I have transaction management system for real estate. You know, we have that, and thank God because I don't know what I would do without DocuSign because I. Could not do my job. I would not want to drive to drop you off a contract. Yeah, uh, an hour away when it could take literally a minute for you to sign. Yeah, but you have to explain everything. So if, without DocuSign, I would fail. <laughs> yeah. So that helps me stay on task and just being able, like I said, you just have to. You have to sit down, and the problem is I don't sit down and think. Sometimes you know I'll just keep going, going, going. And then when I finally sit down and look over everything, I have to like plan out certain things, even though if I don't want to, because if if I don't stay on task, I can. It could falter every business and personal life that I have thing going for me. Yeah. And you have, like you said, like from the beginning, you're dealing with people who've planned their wedding two years ahead of time. And yeah. if you screw that up, like, um, it's your, your head's on the chopping block. I love the pressure. Yeah. It's not pressure anymore, but it's just I love the execution between getting my house or marrying them and, and being able to be that person in their special special days of their lives it's just a self-rewarding thing for me there and it's is, networking there is yeah well because you're going to sell them a house too yeah. uh and there is uh there is something about that pressure there's something there where you're kind of operating out of um it gives like a different type of energy where you know something's due or you know you're about to kill it Yep. That's there's probably no better feeling than you know you're about to crush this. You're prepared, you're ready to rock and roll. 
Um, and you're like, I'm about to put on a show. Yeah. There, it, there's something about that, and that could be actually addicting itself. It's great. I love being in front of people. I get more nervous when it's one-on-one or a yeah. small group of people where it's playing music or just marrying people because it's very specifically focused within that little group. Yeah. If it's hundreds of people, it's whatever. I'm not – you know, I don't even look at the – People just get scared looking. At, you don't even. I look at the air. I don't even look at the people because they don't even know what you're looking at. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. So you just gotta keep your eye contact out there and just you gotta project yourself with confidence. Whether yeah. you're not, but it's just it took a while for me to a couple times to understand it. And you now once you start giving the confidence and telling the people you know who are, you're marrying, like I'll take care of you and everything, it's great. And then real estate, you have to have a strong support system. You know I've. You know, a great title company with all service abstract. Like again, people at my real estate company with Opus Elite, but also all even the community of realtors that I even pick their brains with, or you know, people just around because there's so many people have so much knowledge around here, and then you can just it's free. It's literally free knowledge. I mean, it's just getting the free education, and a lot of buyers and clients and people, and they don't. They aren't educated, and you know when you try to tell them, even when you're right, they think you're wrong, and you just gotta let it go. You know, it's just, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> so, let's change gears a little bit. Embracing and recognizing opportunity. Um, so, when you're talking to couples who appear to have a built-up relationship, are engaged, and are wanting to get married. Have you ever said no to anybody or any couple? Um, and if not, it, is there, would there be a couple or a situation where you think you would say no? Uh, I think I've said no maybe a handful of times, but that's because they want to do some like shady stuff like with benefits and stuff and yeah. i don't want to get involved in that stuff yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. main reason I, I i just don't want to get involved in yeah that type of stuff but for the most part no but if it's something that is a personal issue if i someone with someone which is rare i mean i wouldn't do it but i marry anybody i yeah. don't i marry I've married enemies of enemies friends of friends i've done it all <laughs> yeah um but also getting to your opportunity you know going to my real job my full-time job my second one is um, taking this new job. I'll be taking an executive assistant role. Yeah. So, you know, I've been wanting this type of title for years. And it's very hard to get into. It's a it's it's very slim chance of being qualified. And I still have to go through the qualifications aspect. But, like, I'm going to be able to work for, like, you know, work on electric vehicles and, and kind of the environment itself. I was not an environmentally conscious person at all yeah. before starting I sadly threw trash out the window because I didn't care, but now I look back like well, I'm an idiot, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, you have to take risks with opportunity, and that's really all it is. Opportunities don't just come up as like, hey, you know, like, here you go. It's going to work out fine. I think every opportunity does have a risk because you don't know what the uh, the outcome's going to be until you really try it. Yeah, you absolutely, know? for so. sure. Um, I was also in a random conversation with uh, a friend of mine, um, and for whatever reason, we start talking about uh, working hard and just legit raw hustle, um, and why some days you got to just suck it up, baby bear, and you got to just go. Like, no matter what you're going through, mentally, emotionally, sometimes, before, you just got to get the job done, uh -huh. and you just got to go. Um, yes, that's that's not to 
discount anything you're going through. That's not to overshadow anything you're going through uh, emotionally and mentally. None of that. It's just sometimes a job just needs to get done. You mm. get through it. Um, but can you talk a little bit about just straight, we call it raw hustle, just getting the job done? I mean, yeah. I mean, real estate, there's no off clock. It's a yeah. sacrifice. I mean, there's it's 24-7. I have people send me houses at 11 o'clock at night. And I could be sitting on my couch just trying to enjoy dinner, and or someone calls me, or if they need to call. And you, the problem is with, so it's a weakness of mine is you have to say no sometimes, or I'll call you the next day. The problem is with real estate is that people are so impatient with this market because they want a house yesterday. Yeah. So they feel like if you don't get back to them in time, you're just not doing your job, but you really just need to take a break. And and a lot of people, especially some clients. They don't realize that I have a personal life too, or would like to have one sometimes, you know. But I don't really tell them, you know, like, hey, like, I'm, I'll still drop a hat for them because that's my job. You know, my job is to cater to their expectations and meet their expectations that they need. So I think constantly going and showing houses, knowing that I'm not getting them the house because I know they have no chance. Yeah. But I just show it to them just to show it to them because I, but then after a little bit, they start to realize what they have to do and, you know, just, it's a grind just trying to um, keep them level-headed because they're so stressed with moving out of their apartments and moving different things. And they don't even know if their mortgage is going to be cleared till two days beforehand. Hmm. And they could be moved out and done, and then their mortgage can collapse. I've had that happen. And it's, wow. I've, had people, I've had people in tears. And, but at the end of the day, like you can't – real estate, you can't put your emotional side to it. It's a business. And – you know, I've learned, I've been in emotional transactions and it's hurt, it's actually hurt me in certain ways from the real estate aspect because they just get too tied to you at a personal level. But you're just, you know, I have still, all my clients, I still have personal relationships when I'm done because that's just who I am. Yeah. And some people it's business, but that's just who they are as people. And, uh, but you constantly have to be on the go and hustle doesn't stop. I mean, it's just, I enjoy it though. Like, yeah. I don't complain. You know, I, I like being 24-7. I like being able to just keep going because it's my medicine to keep calm. If I was at home, I would have so much anxiety because I can't sit still. Yeah. So if I sit still and I'm calm, my mind starts to race and it starts to just go into a rabbit hole. So yeah. um, being able to constantly work and, and keep it going and grind, it's a very rewarding thing. And I just had a closing today. I mean, they closed and it was great. And they're having a kid within two months. You know, wow. So it's it's a really cool feeling, and they're just appreciative. They were, you know, couldn't believe how fast everything was, how efficient it was, and uh, that's that's the young goal is to make sure at the end of the day, the end game, that they're calmed down and they're ready. They're ready for their next chapter too. It's crazy, man. You're doing. You're like you're establishing yourself in people's like most monumental times of their lives. I love it. It's wild. I enjoy it. Yeah. It turns into networking, like I said before. Not that I try to force networking on, but you know, with married people when they're done getting married, there's people who call me and they're like, "Oh, I like your ceremony. Can you marry us?" Yeah. And I'm and I always slip in like, "Yeah, I'll marry you too." And then usually when they get my email, they see I'm a realtor, and then I don't push it on them, but then they see it and they're like, "Oh, well, I'm looking for a house in like six months or." I want to buy a house yesterday. I'm like, okay, well, let's go. And then I get them a house in like two weeks. Yeah. Wow. Scary. I meet people at open houses. That's where I get people too, who've never met me. And they just immediately, it's a connection. You have to have people. It's a, it's a chemistry, weird business connection because they have to trust you to get the job done. And, you know, you just got to talk to them and just be real. You don't talk to them in a scripted way. And most people work scripted. 
you just be real, you be honest, and people want to be with someone who's real and not someone who's fake. Yeah. Mm. Especially in real estate. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of fake people um, I've seen in my past, but I respect a lot of people, most, pretty much everybody in the real estate community, because we're all we're all grinding, and some of us, you know, they're struggling and trying to get their buyers out of a situation and listings to sell fast and make sure it goes smooth. But I'm dealing with stuff right now that's nightmares, but you have to keep going with it. Yeah. Um, Are you sticking with uh, residential? Is there plans to go commercial? Is there, is that like a whole other beast you don't even want to touch? I mean, what's the mentality there? That's a whole other beast I'm not even ready to touch. I want to get into commercial, but I don't have clients, sadly, who want to go into commercial. I deal with a lot of Levittown, Lower Bucks people, and I love it. I love... Put people in Levittown houses, you know, because that's where I grew up. Yeah. And I know that's the back of my home, and I can't believe they're going for the price that they are. But, um, you know, but overall, people want to, they go from Lower Box, then they want to go move to somewhere else in five to seven years. Um, but I've traveled to Gilbertsville, Schweigsville for house sales. What's eating Gilbert's grape? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, um, so, so just one final question with yeah. real estate. If there's someone out there that's looking to purchase a home now in this market, what is your what, what things are, would you recommend them have in alignment so that it can go as smooth as possible? Now, in saying that, we all know it's not going to go perfectly smooth, <laughs> but as smooth as possible is what I'm saying. What things should they have in alignment, ready to go, um, if they want the smoothest you know, Great question. I can get a book on that too. Um, most of all my clients, before I even show them a house, they get pre-approved for a mortgage. Okay. So I always tell them to get their bank statements. You know, past couple months of bank statements, past two years of W twos, your tax returns for past two years, increase your driver's license, and last three pay stubs are your first things. If you have all that documentation up front and you get approved, great. Um, the next part is your credit score. You know. Credit is a big thing, sadly, with real estate. And the lower your credit score, the higher your interest rate is, and also could affect other premiums to go up as far as your mortgage insurance and everything, too. So credit, please keep in line as best as you can. Um, not everyone can, and that's okay. Um, I've gotten people in under 610 credit scores in houses, 600. you know. Um, but And then the third thing is saving up as much as you can. Now, I know that you can't save up $30,000, you know, it's it's very hard, especially in this world right now we live in. But, you know, there are different programs and down payment assistance programs for my clients. And, you know, one thing I'm proud of is that I, uh, last year, there's a thing called seller's assist where you help, you know, the seller helps pay for the buyer's closing costs out of their own proceeds oh, from wow. the sale. I think last year I tallied over just about $150,000 in seller's assist for all my clients wow. in one year. So, I mean, this year, this month alone, I've got 35000 you know, for two clients, you know, to bring almost the bare minimum that they need, which is like twelve grand, fifteen grand. So, wow. And, you know, they pay for that in the mortgage standpoint, but, you know, they're not bringing that money up front and they're grateful for that. You know, it's seller's assist is almost impossible in this market, but you have to just find the right house at the right time and got to be on the market for a certain time you know when people are willing to take it yeah obviously it got to make sense yeah yeah and, for that and, situation. and you can't beat yourself up if you don't get the house like you just gotta keep your head up and just be positive and it's just like a relationship the house will come along at the right time it's yeah. just you can't rush it it's an investment for your future and that's what houses are they're not a piece of pizza you can't just give a turn a, a house you know 
a house is something that you want to grow your family in or you want to, you know, just just move on with your life and get to that next stage. You know, get that first small house and then get the house you want. Or just keep, some people like to move every couple of years. Everyone's different. Yeah. That's something I like about real estate and clients. Every client has a different taste, different, you know, style, different personality, which is always interesting. But, uh, and different financial situations. And that helps you analyze the situation from a number standpoint to make you better from your numbers. So, so one, f- I think I said this five times. One final question on real estate. <laughs> it's always me, um, though. But well, always people ask me one final question, but I don't mind answering because it's, it's just, <laughs> that's what real estate is. It's just, it's because it trickles. It yeah. Trickles. So, I, I, just, I don't, and this had nothing to do with it. For some reason, it just struck me as, uh, in, um, as you were as you were explaining some of your clientele back i don't know maybe 20 years ago and prior to that people purchased what is called a starter home they called it a starter i don't ever even hear that anymore and if someone said that you're fronting because people are just grateful to get a home let alone a starter so that's not even said anymore is that like no one even says it's like dog i'm trying to get a house like even if i get this house this is it forever i don't even care but back in the day i remember people was like before when i was like in high school my parents oh we just had a starter home and then now this is our secondary home like I never hear anyone say that anymore. Most of my clients, they're they are their starter homes, and they tell me they'll just be there for five to seven years usually. Yeah. But I tell them, you know, just you could be there for longer. I thought it was gonna be my house for at least four to six years. I was only, or at least five to ten years, but I was only there for four years. But yeah. I took advantage of the market. I sold a one floor, thousand square foot house in Bristol Township for three hundred fifteen thousand. Wow! And I bought my snowball gate house for three, three thirty five. So wow. transition, but it's also a shell where you're putting <laughs> everything under the sun into it. It's worth it though because you can make it to exactly yeah. the way you want to. Yeah. So it's it's amazing. Yeah. You have to be financially like I paid. Uh, was it? I'll tell people like I sixteen hundred bucks a month for my one floor house, and this house is only two grand. Yeah. You know it's only five percent down. You know shout out to Gunner both get me hooking me up with my interest rate. You know. Get me the mortgage that I needed, you know. So it's the get the right connections and people who are willing to work with you. Yeah. So my fear, my fear was, and I, and I didn't do it. L- luckily, uh, I had I had a wife that you know just talked some sense into. Like, my, I got excited, right? And I was we were looking at homes. Now this is literally ten years ago. We were looking at homes and. Um, we wanted a particular we knew we wanted to have kids and we wanted a particular school district and i was so i was just like oh my gosh looking for like five years not even exaggerating i wasn't ready but i was looking i wanted to understand the market see what you know what i was getting myself into and then i hit like this frustration patch where there was nothing around nothing i wanted nothing and we started like look i started looking at things i didn't want but just to kind of get something um, and then I, I don't know why I got this thing of like fear. It's like this whole starter home thing. And that was like, I hadn't heard at, even at that t- 10, 10, years ago, I hadn't really, people were kind that was kind of fading away then. Um, I was like, what if this isn't a starter home? Like I know I was going to quote, pull the trigger because I was only going to be there for two to five years max. What happens if I, then I started asking, what happens if I'm there for 10 years? And mm-hmm. then I de- totally defeated the purpose of my plan. Yep. Right. And now so, look at you. Yeah. Now look at me. <laughs> Overweight and everything. Um, no, but in all seriousness, like you think about, like, 
I just want to give the message that don't get desperate. Like, no. w- w- wait for what is for you. It's mm-hmm. worth the wait because then you're going to be paying the price for whatever shortcut you took prior five years ago. And now you have, let's just say, more family members in a house that, that rooms that house can even provide. Yeah. I think for me, everybody go, a lot of people go with me because I just don't care. Yeah. I don't care what house you buy. I yeah. want you just to be happy. Yeah. You know, and I don't depend on the commission check. I have, a, like I said, I have a full-time job where it's steady. I love my job. You know, so for me, if they cancel the contract, I'm like, all right, whatever. Like some, but realtors depend on this. They could fend on that commission check. And it's thousands of dollars that they're losing. But for me, I'm just like, whatever. And I think a lot of my clients respect that I'm just like very laxed in that way. And they're just wanting to work with me because I just don't care. You yeah. know? But I care about getting the job done. Yeah. But like, I don't care if we see a million houses. I don't care if we see one house. You know, As long as you're like, George, this is what I want. The numbers check out. This is everything that I'm looking for. And I'm like, all right, well, let's get it done. Yeah. And you do. I love it. Gentlemen, do you guys have any uh, questions? Uh, one last realtor uh, question. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> one, two, three. I do. No. Yeah. Georgie. So I've known Georgie since, what, you're 15, 15 years old. I've 170. I was wet. Yeah. <laughs> long, long time. So, like, I, of course, I've always supported everything he's done. Like, you look in the shop, and his business cards are all over the place. And, and his business cards have his picture on it, so they know it's Georgie. Yeah. But, um, no, so I've also been to a couple of his venues where he played the drums yeah so georgie plays drums barefooted sometimes <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so no so my question is did you ever do a showing barefooted or did you marry ever marry wow. anyone barefooted no but i think i might do that yeah. now. <laughs> See? Yeah. i think the barefoot especially i can't do it in a house because the amount of like <laughs> i've seen some dirty houses and i just would <laughs> i've almost vomited yeah um, oh wow <laughs> but I just I just cracked Capes up because I said it well. <laughs> yeah. And then um, marrying people, I've never done barefoot, but it'd be on a beach, I guess, or something, yeah. or maybe in Bristol Wharf. So something yeah. cool. Hell yeah! I you know, but bare, the reason why I play barefoot because I like to feel the pedal, I like to feel the hi hat. I just I think it's like it's a feeling of feeling the bass drum hit, and it's uh, I don't know. I just that's how you started. Yeah, Guitar Center or Guitar Center. Yeah, guitar same, hero. Thing, same thing. Guitar Center, Guitar Hero, music, right? So. <laughs> your gym shorts and a tank top in your house no i mean that's literally that's how you started i know and i still play um topless sometimes so. yeah. <laughs> yes. barefoot and topless yeah so but it's uh you know i just love playing music and you know if, like you said having people out support me and who've been just supportive of me made me to where i am today with my friends my family and everybody around me especially you guys here today too and everybody and out there, and that's what it is. Georgie's like a unique guy, dude. So you're, he's very, very lovable. Yes, yes. <laughs> most of the time, he's right? a big lovable bear. <laughs> so, that's what it is, really. I mean, I'm a big hairy bear still. You know? yeah. So I ain't going away, sadly. So <laughs> I don't live in the woods yet. So maybe one day. So we'll see. <laughs> So if anyone wanted to reach out to you for any one of your trades, what's the best way? Is it social media? If so, what's the, your, your handle? And if there's a website or... There's a website. Page number. Uh, my facts. Page <laughs> number. <no, I'm> <laughs> my facts. <laughs> Horse and buggy. No. <laughs> so my biggest one is probably Instagram where it's Georgie B from the C. It's my personal one, which I'm cool. I love people reaching out to me on there. It's going to be Georgie B Privacy. Yeah, time. Privacy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm actually I'm learning that, and I'm, I'm actually, like, really enjoying it because I'm really, 
I'm, uh, I get stressed out because I'm learning something new and it's something I've never felt before. Yeah. But it's I'm learning it in a good way where it's like, wow, this is like no one needs to know everything about my life, you know. Yeah. But it's cool. But work wise, you can call me um, cell phone. Um, but also, George Perdomus Realtors, my Instagram. But you could just do Georgie B for the C, and then Facebook, George Albert or George Perdomus Realtor, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. I love it. So, is there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to say? I just would like to say again, everybody out there who is thinking about doing anything in their career, whether it's you just want to change something or if you want to get a better job, just go for it. Keep keep grinding, keep going, keep moving forward, and uh, don't give up. And if just keep keeping a positive vibe and having that support around you. Even if you don't have that support, go to people around you, just Try to talk to someone, whether it's someone you don't know, or get advice from someone randomly that could spark something that you know. And again, mental health is a very important thing to me and a very big advocate. So if you are out there um, struggling with mental health, you know, you can always reach out to me, even as busy as I am. Everyone's going through stuff, even myself too. So, you know, I am a very positive person, but you also, you know, everyone has their internal struggles. So don't feel like that you're alone, you know, seek help and get help and and always keep a positive outlook in life that was beautiful i love it all right we like to wrap things up with quotes and the first one is by lucille ball love yourself first and everything else falls into line second one by zig ziglar the real opportunity for success lies within the person and not the job. Jack of all trades, part two in this episode, we have special guest George Bradamus. We cover topics that range from multitasking, importance of focus, embracing slash recognizing opportunity, raw hustle, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Lucille Ball and Zig Ziglar. Awesome. Guys, thanks again for joining us. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Huge shout out to our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by the Blessed Lifestyle brand. That is BL3SSED.com. Also sponsored by The Motivation Files Unleashed. This motivational mixtape will be your fuel for success. Available on all platforms. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, JimmyLeeVelez.com. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Rotated Views. If you have any inquiries or questions, email us at info at JimmyLeeVelez.com. On behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. Stay blessed. <laughs>